Hello and welcome to the Mexican E-Prix E-Notes with me, Jack Jordan Mayner. What another thrilling race we had in Mexico and this time it wasn't the shunts that caused the main talking points, it was just good old fashioned racing and with some uncharacteristic errors by drivers who you wouldn't think would make these type of errors. So an amazing race, so but the race was won in a dominant fashion by Mitch Evans. So I suppose we should start with Jaguar Racing and see how their race went. So obviously Evans won the race after somewhat of an aggressive move on Andre Lotter into turn one, but from then on he was just out of sight. Evans said the team worked really hard to eliminate the errors from Santiago, a race where he was also leading but he didn't win because they just didn't really have the pace. But as he said, he was delighted to win the race and it felt like deja vu from Rome because he also had to pass Andre Lotterer on track to win in Rome, which he did in Mexico. James Collado, though, it was a difficult race. He did manage to finish in the points, but then was later disqualified for using too much energy. So yet again, still then struggling to pick up his first points in the season. But for Collado, he just needs to work on qualifying. I think Dara Franchitti also said it in, in commentary. His qualifying performances are letting him down. In the race, he's able to actually make up a few positions, but it's just it's just not working out for him. And obviously, with Evans doing as well as he's doing, and obviously Evans has got the experience, but when you've got the teammate like James Collada, who is a good driver but is new to the series, and when your teammate is dominating the way he is, it's not a good reflection on him. So, which is such a shame because he is a good driver, but he needs to start picking up some speed effectively into the next race in Marrakesh. So, DS Tikjita. The team's champions came home in second and fourth with Ducosta second and Vern in fourth. The drivers were fairly happy after the race, but you can just tell by Vern's demeanour in his interviews that he just hasn't got on top of the car yet and he's not really that happy, although the result in Mexico for the team was a good one. Obviously, he's been struggling with the brakes and Ducosta, on the other hand, though, has been flying. He, he could have really, could have if he had the pace and if qualifying was going better for Ducosta, he could have maybe have won the last two races. He probably could have. He had the pace probably to win and make all match Evans at least in Mexico. He definitely had the pace to win in Santiago. Just a bit of a miscalculation. But again, with De Costa, it seems qualifying is the issue, and he's just got to put that right. And De Costa can be a serious title contender because that DS Cheetah car, okay, you know, maybe it looked not as quick in race trim in Mexico, but overall, I think that package is still very good, and De Costa is is getting the best out of that car. But, you know, the interesting thing with the team champions that is that they were squabbling during that race. Like, it didn't make sense. The Costa had more energy than Vern, but they did a swap. They were in fourth and fifth at the time, and they were right behind Sebastian Buemi, and they lost about two, nearly three seconds for squabbling over track position. And then a lap later, after Vern passed the Costa, the Costa then passed Vern. So it just didn't make much sense. So in all that time, they could have just let the Costa go, attack Buemi, sorry, and then get past and maybe got to Bird a bit closer and maybe put on a, a small attack towards Evans towards the end of the race, but that obviously didn't come to fruition. So, yeah, odd strategy move. I think, you know, talk, Mark Preston said, team principal said after the race, you know, they still got things to work on. So maybe is that strategy and how they're just managing these two drivers because the Costa's on top of Van. Normally, I think last season, Van was on top of Lotterer more and it was probably easier to manage but at this precise moment De Costa is on form and maybe they're just struggling managing two really fantastic drivers who are battling for this championship. 
So then, Nissan, Buemi picked up his first points of the season in third, as Roland came home in seventh. Buemi said his car has good pace, but it's just not as quick as the, some of the other cars around him, which sort of made sense, because his race did sort of stagnate. He did, obviously, he fell out of the podium contention, but then with Bird, obviously, crashing out, which we'll get onto um, in a minute, he managed to promote himself back to third. So he sort of did just sort of stay in a race of his own and was just plodding along, got overtaken by quicker cars and so forth but again they managed to get some good points with Roland obviously in seventh so not a bad day for Nissan after a, a struggling start to the season for them. Envision Virgin Race and I have to move on to them. They could have been such a strong double points finish obviously Bird was in P2 as I just mentioned and Robin Franz was in P4 but Franz was completely wiped out by the freeze in the race as he was no fault of his own at turn one so that ruined his race and Sam Bird missed a consistent an unforced error at turn three running wide onto the marbles and hitting the wall from P2 with a couple of laps to go. Obviously, the drivers were gutted after the race, but the only good thing for them is that Marrakesh is in two weeks' time and they can try and claw some points back. But that could have been a really strong double points finish for Virgin. And it just is amazing this sport sometimes in this series that it can be so good to you. It can, you know, things can go your way, but when things you're going right for you, it can just be taken away through no fault of your own. Um, and that was clearly the case for Robin Frines more especially than Bird um, in Mexico. So gutting for them. But moving on to Audi, obviously, uh, who provide the powertrain for Virgin. They had a great race. Degrassi coming from 15th to finishing 6th. Again, Degrassi doing things that, you know, you, you well, you have to come to expect from it from now. Because he's constantly now coming through the field to get into great finishing positions. And he's probably one of the best in the field from coming from the back to the front and you have to also give your hats off to Daniel Apt he was in hospital after his shot in FP1 and, you know he didn't finish the race but he was definitely in the mix he spun at turn one but wow to not really have much track time compared to everyone else miss qualifying miss FP2 come in for the race you know he did an admiral job shame he didn't finish but I still think it was a good job from Daniel Apt a bit of a shame about, you know, the crash and obviously going to hospital and it's great that, you know, he was cleared and ready to race. So, BMW, another great comeback drive from Sims to go from 16th to 5th. BMW struggled in qualifying as both Sims and Gunther were down the order. Gunther struggled in the race and spun at turn 1, which cost him points and he finished 11th. But still, they lead the team's championships despite obviously their poor qualifying performance so that's still some you know something good to take away as they go into Marrakesh. Mahindra the race went to plan obviously they had their penalties for the gearbox and they managed to serve them before the first safety car came out so that put them straight back into contention and you know it worked out Verline and D'Ambrosio they managed to fight their way through the field and they came home in ninth and 10th so they managed to get some points which I suppose at the beginning of the day, they weren't expecting to get points. So, a good show from them. Uh, Venturi, Masha crashed early on and he just put his hands up and he said it was his fault. He just, you know, got it wrong in the turn one. Crashed. Um, Motara finished ninth and he said that the team really didn't have the pace today, which, you know, considering they've got the Mercedes powertrain, it, they've been able to be quite competitive so far this season. So, it was really the first time this season that they really didn't have the pace. Porsche, uh, I think it's just a race that what could have been because Lotterer on pole, he got off the line quite well. Yes, he was pushed out by Mitch Evans, but it just got from worse because obviously he dropped down to about fourth. Did manage to get himself back up to third, but then 
you know, he, he fell down again as Bird went past him, then Frines, and then the freeze. And then as he was trying to get back through, he tapped the freeze, which broke his front wing, very similar to what happened to Vern. It was smoking, it was sparking, and, you know, he pitted for a new front wing, and they just decided no point in racing on. So uh, a race that could have given so much, you know, potential for Porsche with their first ever pole position went down the drain. Neil Yarny, he had another tough race, and he was the last classified finisher, so he's really struggling to get to grips with the series and the car, so not worrying times for Porsche, but definitely good signs from Andre Lotterer, maybe some start worrying signs coming in now for Neil Yarny. Dragon, Muller caused the first safety car, trying to pass the freeze, he said he got it all wrong, and you know, the wall just bit him, he was just there, tried to go around the outside, probably ran a bit out wide, wasn't much grip, straight into the wall. Hartley came home in 12, so another tough race for him, and again, another race where Dragon just don't pick up any points. Mercedes, so also another bad day for them. You know, they had the freeze, had the, it was a fan boost software issue, so very similar to what Daniel Apt had, where he was racing with the Costa at the time, and they were on the front straight, and they both put in their fan boost to try and, to cost to try and pass the freeze, the freeze to defend the position, but then as the freeze went to break, completely locked up, didn't even slow down, he just went straight into the wall, very similar situation to Daniel Apt, so a shame for him, because obviously he knocked out Robin Frines in that situation, Van Dorn, he was in fifth, and he looked like he was going to, you know, carry on, but he missed it consistent in the championship, because he was leading the driver's championship beforehand, but an unforced error on their attack by Sims, again, very similar to Sam Bird, went wide at turn three, and then slid off, hit the outside barrier, race over, race done, and he didn't score any points. So a really difficult race for Mercedes after such a good start to the season. And again, even with the what's been going on with De Vries and, and, and Van Dorn in the race, they were set to get more points. So it, it has been a good start to the season, but I suppose the series bit them on Saturday when the race, and, and then there you go, it's another race, another race gone by. And then finally, Neo... Obviously, struggled. Turvey was 13th. Ma was out of the race after he hit the wall. So, another bad day for them. Obviously, Turvey just some sort of battery shutdown management system error, which caused his car to shut down after the final corner. Sorry, going into, into qualifying. So, that is pretty much it for the E Notes episode. It was a great race from Mexico. Absolutely stunning race. You know, kept you on the edge of seats. Did have a few low periods, but. I think it was good to have some low periods, but you always know in Formula E that if you have a low period, you just have to wait a couple of laps because then it will get juicy again. So we've only got two weeks now to wait until the next race in Marrakesh. So please remember, if you're really enjoying the content, to like and subscribe. And I will see you very soon.